The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News is the place to be for all your gaming needs with the latest news, guides, walkthroughs, and previews, like their featured article, Previewing Disney's Dreamlight Valley, an upcoming farming and lifestyle simulator with a Disney twist. And be sure to check out this week's Shack Chat, where the Shack News staff discusses their favorite character to play with in the Warner Brothers fighting game, multiverses and remember you can always join in on the conversation by using the shack news cortex so if you're a gamer shack news is the site for you check them out on twitter facebook youtube and twitch at the handle at check news and at check it's time streaming live from cleveland ohio presenting the undefeated undisputed Heavyweight podcast of the world, the Big Play Report Show. Reflog Show. What is going on, everybody? Happy Monday. I'm your host, Big Play Dave, alongside Mr. Nick Padone and Chris McNeil. Chris, we're golfing this week. <laughs> Can't wait. Ricky's outing up there. What's the name of the course again? That is Jimmy Hanlon's Little Mountain. Little Mountain. Yeah, beautiful course. I love that course. So that's going to be fun. Always see all the the luminaries from the Cleveland area and the Cleveland media. Ricky always pulls together a a great event up there. So I'm really excited about that. And Dave, hopefully I play well this year. Last year I did not play particularly well. Your game was on point. Mine was not. So we'll see what we could do this year. I, I, uh, I I think you're going to pull through Chris. I think you're going to pull through a couple tweets. We need a W. We do. Yeah. He, he makes it where we can't win, but um we'll we'll try our best nick you're not a golfer but how excited are you not We're golfing this week but uh yeah yeah not golfing but i am one week closer to actually talking about football where you know professional athletes put their cleats on blades of grass it's it's gonna be something i i can't believe that it's finally here and it actually starts this week hall of fame game that is right and i heard you're going to that i will be there i will be in canton for the hall of fame game yep can't wait. Huge go. matchup. Raiders Jaguars. That's right. All the super fans go to that. So get a pumpkin on your head. Uh all right. Oh, Cleveland. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Woo. Yes. All right. Let's uh we got a pack show. We've got Cami Justice coming on to talk to Sean Watson. Go through all the Cleveland headlines. And then we are going to do an episode of Stump the Flog, Nick versus Chris. Are we really? That's news to me. The I yes I I think we are. Uh, I've also got cards. We could do chat. cards as opposed to that. I've got no. NFL cards. Once you got to go stump the floor. Yes. 
Chris, uh, by the way, my my son, my oldest son, just got super into baseball cards and NFL cards. So I have a few hundred cards in packs laying around as well. So we have an abundance of cards. Beautiful baseball cards too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we can go either way now. That we can. All right, let's kick it off with some headlines, and then when Cammy is able to join, we will bring her in. Let's talk about the Browns. Oh, we really need a new graphic there. Uh, <laughs> TSE Cleveland, go check them out. They've helped us give away a ton of signed Browns merchandise. Go give them a follow at TSE Cleveland on Twitter. Look out for those monthly giveaways. And speaking of giveaways, we're doing a couple giveaways to uh, kick off training camp. So our friend of show, Brett Wheatley, graciously donated a few sets of training camp tickets to the show this week. And we're going to give those away. So the winner of four tickets to this Wednesday's training camp is Sarah McNamee. At Sarah underscore Mac 2 Sarah, you are going to training camp with three friends or your family on Wednesday. Congratulations. Chris, would you like to give away the second for i would i would let's see the winner of four tickets to this sunday's sunday's training camp is aaron aaron at ata fairview aaron congratulations you're the proud owner of four tickets to this sunday's training camp way to go So big thanks to Brett Wheatley giving those away. He's out of town. Nick, now all he has to do is get you a, a new Ford Bronco, and then we'll be set. Dude, w- once I'm in that Ford Bronco, I'll be giving away the training camp tickets. <laughs> there we go. That's right. All right, so let's get right into the, the biggest news everywhere today, obviously. Uh, former federal judge Sue L. Robinson has found Deshaun Watson violated the personal conduct policy. Suspended him six games. Initial thoughts, Chris, when this kind of came down? Well, I was saying eight games, so it's a little bit less than eight, but well within the range that I think we were all expecting. I think, you know, maybe nationally people are looking at this as very light, but I think people who have been following along with what's going on knew that it was trending in this direction. And I know it was a wild card for when she makes the official announcement like this, but that was right in that range. So, you know, the NFL, they've got so many other problems that it was very tough for them to kind of come down on Deshaun Watson the way that I think they wanted to. And if you get an independent arbitrator, which they did in this case, um, who looks at that that piece of it, and then the evidence that was presented, I, I think that this decision, although a lot of people are, are upset about it nationally, I think it kind of makes sense, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I'm with you. And me and Nick were talking before we started the show, and I was like, this is such a stupid process. 
Like yeah. you, you have, <laughs> you have this independent arbitrator that you've brought in. Makes sense. You have the NFL as the prosecutor. You have the NFLPA playing defendant, and they present their case. And if they can't settle, you bring in an independent source, a voice to give a final decision. I that should be it. Like I don't, I, I don't even get how this got passed. Like, okay, so she says six games, and then Roger Goodell in the NFL is like, "Well, no, we don't like that. We'd like to do something else." That makes no sense to me. It undermines the whole process, which is kind of why I don't think that they're going to do it. Roger Goodell is the ultimate wild card. I keep saying that, so you can never be certain until it's Thursday past 9 a.m., but man, would it just make a mockery of the entire last how many months of hearings and then submitting the post-hearing documents and her reviewing them and writing this 15-page report just to say, nah, thanks, Sue, but 12 games. Like, I just can't see that happening. Well, and I think she looked at the NFL. Their house is so dirty yeah. <laughs> that it's yeah. very difficult to then come down hard on Deshaun. And she kind of laid it out. Yeah, and, she did. Yeah. Yes. She Sue made is sassy. look very stupid. Dude, Sue is sassy. I yes. thought that we were going to get like a one-page typed, you know, on NFL letterhead kind of po- politically correct document. But, man, Sue wrote that thing with some with some oomph, with some sass. She, she did, and we were all complaining because it was taking so long. I see take, why. Take me back to college, 15-page essay, 16-page essay. That would – months – and I would start it like the last day. So, of course, yes, I'm I'm okay with the wait. Uh, let's bring in Cami Justice to keep this conversation going. Cami, thank you for joining with such short notice. Let's bring her in for our interview of the week. All right, on the line, friend of show, Cami Justice rejoining. How are you? Well, you know, <laughs> long day, long day. <laughs> I can only imagine you're probably tired. I hope you have a glass of wine with you right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Come on, there, there's drinks on the menu. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Cami, uh, how, how's your day been? You know, it's been busy. <laughs> Just a little bit of... NFL news here, there. Yeah, come on, Dave. We're in the middle of Colin Sexton watch. The Guardians got the trade deadline tomorrow. We're in the thick of this here. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a busy day. Uh, started early, uh, and as busy Still as going. it was to start, yeah, as busy as it was to start, it kind of dulled down uh, as you got into practice, and then you know just just one media availability after practice, and then it was a. Then it was a wrap, but now we're back to playing that waiting game. So you got to love it. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts over the next kind of three business days? We were just kind of talking about, will the NFL do anything? Will this be it? What, what, what's kind of your reaction to this whole process and how, how you think Roger Goodell is going to play it out? I honestly, it's hard to say, it's hard to say because at the end of the day, the league wanted way more than, what was given. They wanted way more than six games. They wanted a, an indefinite suspension. They wanted a full season. This is nowhere near what they were hoping for. Even in settlements, even in settlement talks, the lowest they were, they were willing to go was 12 games. So six games is nothing what they, what they had hoped for, right? It's not even close to it, but at the same time, 
as much as you would think that would prompt them to appeal and try to increase the suspension, this is the first kind of case like this where where this disciplinary officer is used under the CBA that that makes this process happen. So to appeal it and then increase it substantially to me feels like it's undermining the process and that sets an even worse precedent. Why did you do this? Why did you create it? Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a weird situation to be in because you know, they're not happy, but now they've got to play that field of, you know, we're not happy, but how can we go about this? Does that mean they appeal and Roger Goodell adds on two or four more games? Who's to say, does it mean he doesn't appeal and just takes it as is who's to say, we don't know. Cause one, this hasn't happened. And two, it's a weird place for them to be in with, with not getting what they wanted and also having the ability to get what they want, but in doing so would undermine what they aim to do with this entire process. You know, we also heard from the Brown side today, Kevin Stefanski say that he, you know, was respecting the process of Sue L. Robinson. I'm sure a lot of people in the Browns organization feel that way. We've heard reports that they were, you know, expecting anywhere in the four to eight range for a suspension for Deshaun. So you got to imagine that the people inside that building were pretty content with what went down today, correct? You would think that six games is, I mean... You can live with it, especially with the schedule that the Browns have. That yeah. six games is something that Jacoby Brissett, with that schedule, he he can get you where you want to be. And by the time that Sean comes back, if it's six games, you might be in a very, very good spot. And so I think they absolutely are happy with way, what they got with the six games because it's manageable for them. It's something that it's in that in that wheelhouse of maybe the ideal situation. And at the end of the day, six games with this schedule, like I said, is just it's 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 almost it's not nothing, but it's almost nothing relative to what you're looking at and what you've got going down the road here. Now, you filed a report about well, about an hour ago about uh, the reaction amongst the fans uh, and everybody can go to News 5 right now. Deshaun Watson's suspension leaves mixed emotions among Browns fans. When you were out there talking to Browns fans, what, what kind of feedback were you getting about it? Like, I, I mean, honestly, very, very mixed. You had some people who didn't just did not want to cheer for Deshaun Watson. They were there for Nick Chubb. They were there for Miles Garrett. They were cheering them on. I don't want my hands involved in Deshaun Watson. I'm still going to support the team, but I don't want my hands in it. That was kind of their vibe. There was also the people that were like, six games is nothing. Let's go. Very excited about the decision. And there were some people who, thought less than six games should have been and were not happy with with that six game suspension because they thought it should have been less and they were there cheering Deshaun on and so it's very very mixed and I think there is some nuance too there was a woman I spoke to her husband was excited that it was only six games and thought that was manageable and was ready to support his team she said I have mixed emotions on that like obviously I have a different emotions but at the end of the day she's a Browns fan and she said I'm going to support my Browns I hope and she said I hope he learns from this. I hope that this is something we can all learn from and this is not something that follows it down the road, but she said at the end of the day she's a Browns fan and I think that's kind of the majority of what I'm seeing and, and hearing from Browns fans when I'm talking to them at camp, talking to them about, around Berea and around the area. I'm just hearing that like some people are happy, some people are disappointed, 
But most people, honest, they just want to cheer on the Browns. They don't even want to think about Deshaun Watson. They don't want to think about that situation because there are so many other players on that team where if you just focus on Deshaun Watson and that situation, it takes away from what they're doing on the field. It takes away from the good things that other players are doing off the field. And I think that's kind of where a lot of fans want to want to aim towards. They want to aim towards putting those those players on the pedestal, giving them their support and not taking away and undermining their Browns love because of one situation, albeit a very difficult one. I know we had a little, uh, uh, sorry, Chris. I know we had a little scare there today with Amari Cooper. Speaking of, you know, some of those other guys on the roster, not named Deshaun Watson, where are you at cam with the, with this Browns receiving core? I think they look good. I think that there's been some hits Amari Cooper, today uh getting worked out getting checked out after a touchdown pass was a little scary uh he limped off to the side a bit but you know he's on the sidelines didn't go back into the facility so we'll see what happens there if it's anything to be concerned about hopefully tomorrow we'll have an update um you know but but I, I mean Isaiah Weston that a player that people had on their radar for maybe a, a, a sleeper to make the team and to have a role going out with injury early that's uh, that's unfortunate but in the grand scheme of things I think Amari Cooper provides a lot of talent Donovan Peoples-Jones I have him high on my radar every single season I think that he takes last year I thought he would take a bigger leap I still think he took a big leap I think this year he has the potential to really really make a name for himself especially with the quarterback throwing the ball to him I think I think he's got a really good shot at taking a very very big leap this season and then you look across the board and, and you see all the other options. There's a lot of guys who could really have a role that maybe aren't being talked about. Mike Woods is one of them. Uh, Mike Harley. Like the, these, these are guys that are having really good early starts to camp. Now, what happens throughout camp? Obviously, different story. And we know training camp can be deceiving. You know, you can be the hero of training camp and not really make an impact in the season. But these are guys that I think have a lot of talent. They're young, they're sleepers, and they could do something. And, you know, the Browns constantly looking at that position group, I think, is also important. But right now, they're comfortable where they're at. You've got Amari and Donovan Peoples-Jones really leading the pack. And I think they're going to be okay. What was the overall vibe today versus the other days? Did you notice anything different with the decision coming out today? Or has everything just kind of been fairly positive all the way throughout? Yeah, you know, I didn't see anything negative before today. Uh, today was no different. I think I think what you're seeing, it's hard to because like the vibes other places will always be different. But at Brown's training camp, these are diehard fans that got on Ticketmaster. <laughs> season ticket holders, a lot of them. The, the ones that aren't season ticket holders got on Ticketmaster like 10 a.m. as soon as those released to get their tickets to training camp. They might have bought them from eBay or something on third-party <laughs> marketplace. Like, they want to be there. They are diehard. So you're not going to get a fan that's like, oh, you know, I don't really want to be here. This is unfortunate because of what they, they're excited no matter what. Even if they have conflicting opinions on it, they're still excited to be there. So, no, the energy has been just great. And honestly, what surprised me was the fact that this, the reception for Deshaun Watson from the fans mm-hmm. wasn't mixed, like, at all. Like, even, even the ones who were conflicting, 
didn't hesitate to cheer when other people started cheering for him. Now, some cheered louder than others and some had chants and some some were like really making their voices heard and others kind of just maybe sat back to the side. But I, I, I don't it wasn't it was a very positive reaction, more so than I anticipated. I thought there might be that discord among fans and it might be a, a little more quiet and, and not so excited about him. Oh, he's got he's got the fan base, uh, at least at, at Brown's training camp. He's got a big chunk of fans that come out there every day looking to to see him play. A lot of kids, too. A lot of kids are out there just like so excited to cheer on Deshaun Watson and, and their parents are bringing them down to get autographs. It's it's the same training camp we've seen every year with just a different guy in a very different situation behind him. So looking at. The the quarterback room going forward, now that we at least have some semblance of what's going to happen to Deshaun, do you think that the team is going to do anything differently with Jacoby Brissett, with those those reps heading into preseason, um, now that we kind of know he's going to be the starter for at least six games? You know, I, I, I think obviously he would – those reps – would probably increase a little bit, but they have yeah. been split. It's not like they right. haven't given Jacoby any any first team reps or anything like that. He's been getting a good amount. Um, today was a lot of Deshaun Watson. I think I think a lot for the fans, so they could okay. you know, see that. I think that's probably why he got so much. Um, but it's been very split. I mean, J- Jacoby Brissett is out there with first team, getting first team reps. He has been. He was doing it, you know, in in OTA's minicamp, and and now as things ramp up, I think you might see a little bit more, especially because when there is those those contact days, when they're in full pads, full gear, you're gonna want to see him in action and full go with these guys. That's where you really start to get the the reps in to be your starting quarterback. So I think you'll see it ramp up then. But right now it's pretty split, and they don't want they don't they don't want to just give them all to Jacoby because. Right now, it's a six-game suspension, and Deshaun Watson hasn't played since 2020. Like you've got, you've got to, you've still got to get him ready to go as well. So I think it will be very split, and they're in a they're in a spot where they have plans for if it is if it remains six games, they have plans for an appeal. If it is more than six games, they have different plans in place for how much they're going to use Jacoby Brissett in those first team reps. But I would see, I would say start seeing a little bit more of him in those first team reps, but it's not like he hasn't already been getting a good amount. Cammy, you are the best. Last one before we let you go. Cade York scale of one to 10. Have we found our franchise kicker, man? I'm going to give him a nine. Cause he's, yeah. he's, good. Yes. he's good. He's yeah. good. It's camp. It's camp. So like, right. again, you know, you gotta, you gotta temper the expectations a little bit, but no, he looks, he looks good out there. He hits him from long. He hits just like consecutive. They, they try to give pressure to him. You see the team, like they, they'll get loud, try to put it on him. And he just, he's just so consistent. This is camp. Very excited to start seeing, you know, they do that, that orange and Browns camp at, at first energy stadium. Hopefully yeah. there's some wind that day, some gusts that we can see him really get into action, but at this point in camp, I'm going to give him a nine, and I'm going to say he has the potential to be the kicker that Cleveland has wanted since Phil Dawson. Not saying he's the next Phil Dawson, but, but there was a fan who yelled to him as he was giving autographs that he was the next Phil Dawson, and I saw a little smile from Cade York, so I don't think he's mad at 
now, now Kate York is a friend of the show. Do we do we go Kate York jersey like right now Absolutely. or no Kate York jersey? Listen, don't ask me that because I'm a big like special teams kicker kind all of right. person. So I'm gonna say yes all day. Get that kicker jersey. Do it. If nothing else, you have a fun little, you know, souvenir in the back of your closet. But I don't think you'll have to hide it. I think Cade York is gonna he's gonna give you what you what you're looking for. Love it. Love it. That is the best Browns news I've heard in quite some time. <laughs> Tammy, you're the best. If anyone is looking for the best Browns coverage out there, go follow Cammy on Twitter. Phenomenal job. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, man. Best of the best. Franchise kicker. Franchise kicker, franchise reporter. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you think that's a custom jersey, or do you think you can actually go out and get a Cade York jersey right now? Well, you I've gotta looked. be able to. I you haven't looked so? either. So. I, I've thought about it a good deal. Yeah, you gotta be able to. I like the things that consume your thoughts, by the way, Nick. Yeah, I've thought about that <laughs> a lot. <laughs> really? All right. So piggybacking off what Cammy was saying, do you guys think that Goodell will appeal? We've got three days. I don't no. think so. I really don't think so. I don't either. I think they he got is... smacked pretty hard. And yep. yeah. I think that they want this to go away now. I, I yeah. think you were absolutely right. They're and to, it out. And to that point, like for the league as a whole, you know, leave Cleveland out of it. This is the perfect week to do that because you have the Hall of Fame game Thursday. So you have all the festivities that go with, with that and the enshrinement and everything like that. Just flush it into this weekend of football and people will be glad that football's back. And, and yep. It, it's tough to say because, you, you know, who knows these accusations, real, not real, whatever. The truth of the matter is that this too shall pass. You know, it passed for Ben. It passed for Zeke. You know, at some point we will be able to just get back to watching and talking about and caring about the football side of all of this. So I think they want it yeah. to go away. Long answer to a short question. I think they want it to go away, just like Chris said. Yeah, I agree. Like. And I, I think that they're going to have to take a look at this process and be like, all yeah. right, this is this is effed. Like, this isn't going to work going forward. We have to revamp this in the next CBA. I don't even know when that is. Ten years. Ten years from I think now. it's eight. I think it's eight. But no, I, I think in the interim, they're going to have to figure out a more fair policy that is for like for this if you do this this is what's going to happen if you do this this is what's going to happen they yeah. have an entire team that can do that and you could have a whole org chart of everything you could do wrong and there could be a solution to it like but you can't like do i want them to fix it and start caring about women more absolutely i just i don't think it's fair to do it retroactively to deshaun watson and it would be such a Cleveland thing for them to do that. So I'm I'm really hoping they don't. Well, here's no. another thing too, Dave, about the process. Is all we heard throughout this process was how upset, I guess, that Sue L. Robinson was that so much of this had become public and that the NFL was leaking things throughout this. And she even went as far to write that in her final, you know, statement in the conclusion of the 15th page of that entire document was that she was upset at the outside influence that the NFL tried to infiltrate on this decision. So Which they've always done with every decision. Yeah. Public perception is how they roll. 
So I, I think if they are going to lean into this arbitrator thing, they got to chill with that. And that's going to be hard to do in the day, day and age of ESPN and NFL Network and Twitter and Twitter reporters. You know, you got guys out here just breaking news left and right. It's going to be hard to do. But we did hear that that was one thing that really ticked her off. And she even wrote about it. So that was not just a rumor. She was mad about how public this all was. And, and the NFL should be, too. This has been a three-month circus. She's going to quit. Well, in the end, I mean, she was also, sassy. I don't know if the NFL is going to give her the Kamara case. Yeah, that. that's, that's <laughs> very true. Chris, what were you going to say? Well, the NFL has also got to take a hard look at themselves in terms of, you know, you got the process is one thing, but also the behaviors of the other owners. Yep. I mean, you can't yeah. go and operate as hypocrites out there and expect an independent arbitrator to side with you. You've got to have a pretty clean right. house, and they are very far from that. So, you know, what Deshaun was doing there was just obviously out of line. Uh, but we've seen many owners do similar things that are also out of line. And it's very tough for an arbitrator then to come down hard if you're doing that. So. And another point yep. of all of this, too, point. that I think that I think has gotten lost in the Twitter world of people comparing this to Calvin Ridley and other things is the fact that the NFL only presented Sue L. Robinson with five cases and one of which she threw away because it was just a newspaper clipping. So really she was examining four cases of alleged sexual assault. So if there's anybody to be mad at as a fan, that's upset with this, be mad at the NFL because they didn't, by all accounts, they weren't really prepared for any of this. No, I don't know how they had a year. (laughs) I don't know. They just completely botched this whole thing. Which is, you know, whatever. I don't, I, at this point, I just don't care. And here we are waiting. Yes. We're not really waiting. I, I don't feel like it. I don't feel that we're waiting. I, I think it's over. I would be very surprised if anything comes down. Dude, it's Goodell. I know, but Goodell's does, also, does he Does he really, like, get... If he's really looking out for the shield, then he drops it. Right. Absolutely. In- and what does he really gain if he adds another, like, two games? You know, like true another, with that. Another month of this cycle, right yeah, over, like, like you said, the Hall of Fame game, and then you know, no, but it's not going to buy him any public perception. And, like, and that's two, another thing two, too. Three games, everyone's still going to be pissed at him. Yeah, yeah, you'll get laughed off the stage big time if he, you know, yes. hears his own appeal and comes back with even twelve games. You know, even if he doubles yep. it, it's like really, you know, that's it for for you know twenty two, twenty three you know, allegations of sexual assault where you've had guys get damn near permabanned for weed. Yep. Yeah. Let's interesting see. stuff. Yeah. It, let's, it would let's be it, football. Dude. It's yeah. It's going to be hard for him to appeal it. Yes. Well, speaking of getting to football. Yes. Look at that. Cleveland Browns, by the way, the drone footage of that video on Twitter was phenomenal. I did not JW's, see it. For JW's, those of us that didn't see it. Yeah, so it's it's basically a hype video for the Cleveland Browns season, and they have this drone driving through uh, Berea. Or is it – it might be Brown Stadium. I'm, I think it's Berea. Yeah, it's Berea. And, it's the facility. Yeah, it's the facility. And it's just – I don't even know how they did it, but it is very, very cool. And it goes through the entire place. It shows JW – looking at these four choices for the 2022 field design. Um, give him an Oscar. Phenomenal acting by J-Dubs. Incredible. Like, get that drone out of here, kids. Go get it. 
It was pretty funny. It was so, all timed up so well too. It was. It was. It was really, really well done. Um, who Joel Batonio did a cannonball in the pool when the drone flew by. It was. It was very, very well done. But Chris, so in the video, it's JW looking at these. Which one, Chris, do you want to go with? Now, as I recall, and I can't remember. It's amazing I can sit through so many games and not remember exactly what's on the field. We didn't have a logo last year, did we? On the, the last field? couple, the last yeah, couple the last years, it's been yeah. Blank. yeah. It's it, which is really weird. You definitely have to have something at midfield. And yes. uh, I'm a traditionalist. Just give me the helmet. I'm fine with the helmet. I'm so old. top. Chris is going top right, or top I don't right. know which which yeah which helmet. I kind of like bottom left. Bottom left, traditional. Uh, now, if we're gonna go, if I'm gonna go elf, I'm gonna go bottom right so i'm either yeah, going yes. with the kind of 3d helmet or i'm going with the elf that's giving you a little bit of attitude and not the forearm i don't like the forearm one as i don't like the forearm at all and I, I i don't know why but i just have a feeling nick is gonna go top left no so i was gonna okay. go i was gonna go bottom right with the okay. you know the yeah. elf that's a, that we've all been a little bit more accustomed to the elf with the stiff arm i feel like it's so detailed like it would look really good on a hoodie or on a shirt but when you put that thing on the field like paint it on i don't know i feel like once nick chubb actually starts stiff arming some people on that logo it's just gonna start looking messed up really quick i don't yeah i guess i don't even know why we have two elves he's worried about maintenance on it that's good <laughs> i mean i mean the you buckeyes for maintenance on that logo yeah huh? yeah the buckeyes were rocking with a pink o all year last year so uh <laughs> True. I was sick of looking at that. I think we got to go with with the the standard elf that people are used to. Stefanski's been wearing it on the hat. They got it on the sleeves of the players' jerseys this year. They're incorporating it more and more. Slap it on the fifty. Be proud of it. It's part of the team's history. Yep. Wow. Time for you to buy a house. You're already thinking about maintenance. That's good. That's good. You're thinking long term, Nick. You're growing right before. I mean, think about it. You know, week eight, you got to send some poor guy out there to try to fix up this sad stiff arm elf i don't know it seems like a little bit of a drag nick sounds like oh. a dad right now that's, that's oh a yeah comment big right dad there. vibes out of nick fedone tonight <laughs> love it <laughs> <laughs> all right any thoughts on the guardians 100 games in right now nope nope <laughs> nope i come on 52 and 49 They've I'll been on this. the road forever. They've been on the road forever, and uh, they they played pretty darn well. What a game over five hundred against the Rays and then Boston. I mean, Owen Miller had a home run today. He did, and that's pretty impressive. And I like some of the young guys that are getting into the fold. And I don't know. I still like the vibes coming out of this team. Yeah, Brian Shaw is two and zero as a starting pitcher, and I oh, still bad. hope I never see him start again. Oh, he bullpen be- days are my favorite days now. You talk about, I mean, all kinds of calamity going on, and we're taking W's, not not losses. I mean, that's wild, man. It's it's just like a roller coaster whenever we do it, and usually, you know, it doesn't end well, and it has this year. Man, those last two, dial me up for another one. Bullpen days, fun stuff. Good God, come on, yeah, starters. Who needs a solid rotation with all these, you know, <laughs> double headers and all the other craziness we've had yeah. this season? Bullpen day. Let's go. Yep. And I think our uh, prediction of no moves at the deadline uh, looking pretty good. Yeah, I think they know they're a year ahead of schedule. Yes. 
and then also, you know, the Browns news came out and they can just kind of slide under the radar again. Yeah, but he's talking Browns. Like, we're good. Yeah. We don't have to do anything. Right. I would still like to see him add one one starting pitcher. Like all serious, you know. I, all I agree. I agree. Yeah, you know. yeah, as long as you don't serious. eliminate the bullpen day, we still got to have that. <laughs> even if you had a starter. I just think that in the chance that they stumble into a postseason berth this year. What's the playoffs? Be- what, are, what, are, what are we going with with our four-man rotation? That's what I'm saying, right? Like Bieber, McKenzie, Tristan, yeah. Plesak, Savali. It's a, weird, it's a weird three and four. Cal? There was, ta- there was talks Cal, about right? Plesak. You don't I think, think that faded though. I mean, the Yankees picked up an arm today. I know yeah, it was a bullpen arm. He's shown signs. He has really good stuff. He just can't put it all together. He's just sweating too much. I think he's only twenty five too. <laughs> he just can't. He can't get the W's. We yeah. We need to get him more jerseys. I think he's running out of jerseys. That's probably what it is. Yes. We shall see. All right, Chris. Uh, stump the flog or cards first. Cards first, my friend. All right, let's go cards. Are we going NFL or are we going MLB? We are going NFL once again. Yes. In honor of the Deshaun Watson news dropping today, we're going to go NFL. I'll be the arbiter. There we go. All right, we'll take the we'll take Sue off the screen for now. Okay. All righty. I'll see you guys in three months. <laughs> Submit those hearings for me. I'm going to have to find our music. Let's see if I've got it. This is it. So Dave, we've got today. I think you got to lower it. Yeah, the 1990 Pro Set NFL cards versus 1990 Fleer Premier Edition cards. Which one would you like, Nick? Um, wait. I think I'm going against you. Oh, oh, it's me versus Dave. Okay, Dave. Dave, which one would you yeah, like? Dude, I'm the arbiter. I opened some FLIR packs today with my son, and we had no luck, so I'm going to go with the other one. Pro Set. Remember Pro, Pro Set? Set? Pro Set was awesome. Oh, my Lord. I just ripped it open. Right on the top there, Dave. Can you read who that is? A legend in Tech Mobile, Mr. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, it's over. Oh, and I just saw who's the last card. And between Bo Jackson and who the last card is, you've got me smoked. So Boom. Okay, there's a Super Bowl card. That's not worth anything. Bo Ooh, Jackson would have won me over in baseball, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can win. I'm going to have an instant winner here Ooh. for, let's see, win with the NFL, win a trip to the Pro Bowl and NFL memorabilia. Think it's still good? That's what yeah, it used to be in Hawaii. The 1990 Pro Bowl. Got Vance Johnson, wide receiver from the Broncos. I remember him. Joey Browner, safety from the Vikes. Got Kevin Ross, who was in the Pro Bowl from the Chiefs. Oh, here's a classic. From the Browns, linebacker, David Grayson. Remember David Grayson? He was very good. Andre Waters, safety from the Eagles. Not bad. Mm -hmm. Roy Foster, guard from the Dolphins. Tom Rathman, running back from the Niners. That's another solid one. Oh, my God, this pack. Next one is a guy by the name of Reggie White. Wow. Oh, there we go. John Elliott, tackle from the Giants, another one. Otis Anderson, a very good running back for the Giants. Donald 
Igwebuiki, kicker <laughs> from the Buccaneers. I don't know. Gil Bird from the Chargers, and this one that I saw at the bottom of the pack, Deion Sanders. Oh, baby. You went with Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders was what I saw on the top and bottom of that pack. Do you want to change from that? You want to go Reggie White? I'm going to leave Reggie White out. I'm going to go with the the two Uber athletes. Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders. Yeah, you talk about You will not find two better athletes than those two right there, right? No. Okay, who have I got? Oh, but I'm coming right back with Mark Robinson, defensive back from the Bucks. Who? Grant Fiesel, offensive lineman from Seattle. Hey. Nick, Nick, I was just making sure you were still awake. I'm up. And the 1995 Indians, Eddie Murray, also place kicker from the Detroit Lions. I remember him. Jim Covert. Did he kick with left and right? Buford Jordan, running back. Hey. Sterling Sharp. That's not bad. All right. His his brother blocked me on Twitter. Shannon Sharp. (laughs) Mike Gann. Did he really? Yes, he did. From the For what, what was it? Uh, what was I? That was a long time ago, and I forget what I was ripping on him yeah. for. Shannon's big know. time. He was going after the Browns for something, and I went after him. You put him in his place. Not bad. Keith Byers. Keith Byers. Yeah. From Dayton, Ohio. Come on. Keith Byers. Yeah. Fuck out, right? Not bad. Keith Byers. No Ernest Biner. Rick no, Fetty. Nope. Jeff Cross. Mike Dial, Uh-oh. Phil Sims. How about that? Phil Sims. That's a good one. Yeah. Phil Sims and Sterling Sharp right now against Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson. I'm not well, like boys. That. Okay, I got three left. Gerald Williams, Jackie <laughs> Slater. He wasn't bad. Oh, this is a good one. From the Buffalo Bills, Don Beebe. Oh, baby, Don Beebe. He was pretty, pretty good. But Let's see. You've got Bo Jackson. You've got Deion Sanders. I've got Sterling Sharp. I got Phil Sims. Nick, who is our winner tonight? Yeah, Dave wins my first time as arbiter for football cards. Thank you. Yep. That was pretty easy. Fantastic. That was a good thing. You made it easy on me. You know, I deserve that. After a long season of baseball cards, I deserve that. Nick, and I feel like you knew at least five of those players. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. It was four. I saw him Googling every single one of them. I was like, who like, is oh, Jack- Deion? Bo Jackson played for the Royals? Deion Sanders, he's a coach now? Huh. <laughs> Deion Sanders played for the Reds? Nick, me and my son opened a Ricky Henderson today, and I thought of you. <laughs> every, t- every time someone opens a Ricky Henderson card, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, all right. Let's do a quick stump the flog. Uh, Let's see. How does this even work? We haven't done a stump the flog in a while. Okay. So I'm going to read a question. Oh, now I remember this game. And we're going to (laughs) have multiple answers from you two back and forth. Whoever cannot finish with an answer loses and the other reigns supreme. Uh, Let me pull up the question. I'm like looking through my show notes. It's like, where is it? Where is it? Yo, you don't that. have it. I don't have it. Yeah, neither of us do. I already looked. <laughs> no cheating. You should not. Yes. Okay. Here we are. Stump the flog. We are going with a Browns question. 
Feel good. Recent Browns question, by the way, Nick. I feel like, good. Yeah, I feel like your mid eighties is about my sweet spot. Yes, we have uh, probably blocked a lot of it out of our memory, but here it is: fifteen players recorded a reception for the Browns last season. Name them. Wow. That's yeah. tough. That's so funny. That's tough. It is Chris versus Nick. Players or 15 receivers. 15, 15 different players. players. Okay. Okay. Chris, the eldest, always gets to go first. David Njoku. Correct. Austin Hooper. Nah, did he have one? Yeah, I guess he did. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Nick Chubb. Correct. Jarvis Landry. Correct. OBJ. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. OBJ no, did. didn't have a reception. Wow. He yeah, really yeah, he had one. I was thinking of that fourth down. Nope, he had one. <laughs> Correct. Donovan, Donovan Peoples Jones. Correct. Um, Kareem Hunt. Correct. 22. Anthony Schwartz. He, yes, as our W2 slash 3 had 10 receptions. Correct. Um, uh-oh. Yes. The Dernus Johnson. Who? Dernus, did you say? I didn't hear you say it. Sorry. Yes, correct. He actually had 19. He had 19? Yeah, correct. Wow. Hollywood Higgins. Correct. Um, Baker Mayfield. Was that the year before? He had to have had a reception last year. I don't think he had a reception last year. They didn't do any trickery. He did not. That is your one strike, Chris. There was no trickery. We had no time for that last year. No trickery. You guys ready for my my uh is this my victory answer right here? No, that's just one strike for Chris. He gets a, a Chris off the phone. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like you get one more chance? Oh me. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to actually name one. Chance to steal. Um, it's good radio right now. Chris, I'll give you one clue. Friend of show. Johnny Stanton. Boom. Correct. Wow. Damn. That's what I was trying to come up with. I was thinking fullback and I was trying to come up with it. As soon as you said friend of show, for some reason, <laughs> that file cabinet opened. Scottish hammer. Oh, he had a reception. All right. Week one. Mac Wilson. Mac <laughs> All right, I'm up. You're up. Jamarcus Bradley. Yes, correct. He had four. He had that one really nice game. Yep. How many do we have right now? Let's see. There is one, two, three. Three left. Hmm. You're doing pretty good. Yeah. <sighs> hmm. 
You said Jarvis, right? Yep. Yeah, three left. Um, let's see here. Two are still on the team. One is not. I think I'm going to flame out here. I can't think of anybody. Final clue. Okay. None of them are wide receivers. Hmm. <laughs> you guys are actually missing a pretty big one. He had 21 receptions last year. I got him. Oh, the smack talk. Did we say Austin Hooper? Yep. We did. Damn. How many fall downs? <laughs> 38. Over. <laughs> I got nothing. Nick, got- for the win. For the win, the touchdown man himself, Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant. That was the only one I had left in my head somewhere. Yes. That's what I was trying to come up with. Damn it. Well done, Nick. Who else did we miss? We had Andy Janovich ha- caught a ball, I'm pretty sure. I'm he not coming up Three with balls. Yep. Okay. Three balls for Janovich. Fullback pre-Stanton, and then... That might have been it. Did you guys say Demetric Felton? Felton. That's yeah, an easy last. Yeah, yeah, that would have been the, that that was was the last eight, one. Yep. 18. 18 We last. got all but two. That's impressive. It's not bad. It's not bad not at all. Bad. I don't mind flaming out there. I'll let the young buck have this one. <laughs> That's right. Next totally week, cards. it's going to be all the receivers that caught a ball in 1986. I'm going to wipe the floor with you. <laughs> Nick is screwed. Brian Love Brennan, it. Webster Slaughter, Ozzie Newsome. Let's just go. Let's go. That's right. That's all right. Did we forget anything, or can we wrap this show up? We gave away the training camp tickets, right? Yep. Reggie Langhorn. I'm just continuing on. Reggie Langhorn. We opened a Reggie Langhorn today as well. No, we did not. That's another receiver that would have caught a ball back in 1986. That is true. That is true. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to the big play. Reflux. We're not going to do. No. We're not going to do. How many games could Jacoby Brissett win? Is that next week? Oh, we should go through those six. Oh, games. I see. I thought we were forgetting something. Yeah, yeah. Or you got to go. You got to go. Jacoby win total. That is true. Um, all right, play, the, all play right. the quick schedule game. Play quick the abbreviated schedule, schedule game with Jacoby Brissett. The Jacoby Brissett right, game. The Jacoby Brissett schedule game. Schedule game. We have at Carolina versus Sam Darnold, New Jersey, New oh, York sure. Jets, Pittsburgh at Atlanta. So the Jets and Pittsburgh are both at home at Atlanta. Then we have the LA Chargers. And the New England Patriots at home. Chargers and Patriots is where skiing is going to get tough. And that was going to be regardless yes. of who is going to be the quarterback. We better the Chargers have three are... wins out of the first four. Yeah, the Chargers are really good. Like the Chargers yeah. are going to make some noise in the AFC. They revamped that defense themselves. They got Khalil Mack. Um, I know that's just a big name, but they've they've really done a nice job over the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, the the easy layups have to be victories this year. And I know in the past when we've done the schedule game, like it's like, Oh, we could have had that one should have had that one. We lost it, but we won a game. We weren't supposed to win in these first six. You have to take Carolina. You have to take the jets. You have to take Atlanta. Those are three games that you totally should win. Whether it's 
Josh Rosen, Josh Dobbs, me, Jacoby Brissett, whoever is that quarterback, doesn't matter. You employ Nick Chubb, you employ Amari Cooper, and you employ Miles Garrett. You gotta, gotta, gotta win those three games. All right, so Carolina, do we win? Yep. Yes. Okay. Jets. Yep. Like absolutely yes. Two and zero. We start off two and zero. We're better. Cleveland Browns team starts two and zero. The Jets. Week. The Jets are better. They, the yeah. Jets cover. The Jets cover that game, but we win. We're we're better than the Jets with Jacoby Brissett. Would Nick? I don't know if you have this stat. When's the last time we started two and zero? The last time we won forty three. It was right before the war. The last time we won an opener even it was in the mid nineties. When was I'll look it up. Keep yeah, going. I mean it's it's been a couple of decades. Otto Graham was our yeah. quarterback. I'll remember it. He passed for at that time he led the league and passed for twenty five yards in that game. <laughs> All right, so we're two and oh. Pittsburgh at home. Why not? Let's go crazy. Three and oh. Can we beat Mitch Trubisky? I don't think quarterback play is really favored by either one of those teams. Though. This is, and also this game is the Kenny Pickett debut. I'm calling it now. We'll be oh, talking be that early. We'll, we'll be talking that early. This is going to be the Kenny Pickett debut. Wow, he's Look old. At, yeah, I mean exactly. So that's why it's going to be that early. The Steelers' schedule is pretty tough out of the gate. They have the Super Bowl, you know, playing Bengals at Paul Brown Stadium to open the year, and then they have the Patriots the very following week who are very good defensively as well. So, yeah, I think in prime time it's set up for Kenny Pickett, the only quarterback drafted in the first round this year, to debut against the rival Browns in prime time, week three. Okay. Do we win? But I think that's a win, yeah, because you have Miles Garrett against a guy that has hands the size of mine. (laughs) Way smaller than yours, Nick. Uh, At Atlanta. W. (laughs) Their quarterback's Marcus Mariota, 4-0. 4-0. All right, and then Chargers, New England, I think we probably lose both of those. 4-2. and 4-2. Maybe 5-1. and one. Want to go crazy? No. Maybe catch Bill asleep at the wheel? I think 4-2 and two is really doable, and I yeah. could see us dropping one of those four and picking up one of the ones. On, I could see us beating maybe New England. I really could at home. Um, if we drop an early one, but I think four and two is really realistic. And we're talking with the <sighs> quarterback boys. I think yeah. we are drinking the Kool-Aid here on the show. Yeah, no kidding. I'm going to go over the Labats. I'm going to go four and two, but I'm going to say we lose at Carolina. And oh, we, we lose the opener. Oh. Yeah. Statistically, it just is a stupid idea to pick the Browns to win in week one. Or statistically, it's got to happen at some point. That's true. <laughs> that is true. We're due. We're due. But Come on, if that happens, I think we beat New England and we get to four and two. Then the schedule gets kind of tough. Yeah, then you need Watson. <laughs> then we need a better quarterback. So we shall see. You also got to stay healthy. And like, I know that's like such a cliche, but if you think about it, Deshaun hasn't played football in a really long time. This is going to end up being a 23 game suspension. I believe when it's all said and done, when you factor in last year, if, if it remains at six right now. So, I mean, the, 
appeal of landing someone like Watson was because the Browns have, you know, a top 10 offensive line. They have a top one running game. You know, they have Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Njoku. Like that was the point of getting Deshaun Watson was that the rest of the team was ready to win. So we need the rest of the team to be there and ready to win once Deshaun could get their week seven. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I'm just a lot of variables. A lot of variables. Eight and nine on the year. And I'm not ever going to go any higher than that ever. All right, Dave. <laughs> the season starts. We'll see you August first, twenty twenty three, buddy. <laughs> so my man Pizza Guy reached out to us on Twitter, boys. So, oh yeah. So, so Chris choosing Baker might be okay. Didn't he get a pass tipped and he caught it and ran? If so, I believe he gets credit for a pass caught. Anyone help me here? Yes, wow. I will help you, Pizza Guy. I agree with you one hundred percent. I don't know about that. Isn't that a penalty? I don't think that counts as a reception. Uh-uh. Should. It well, should. It was, wait, did he he caught his own pass? Yeah. That's a penalty. He had a penalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, that hurt the team, which Baker did a lot yes. last year. Well, maybe if it was tipped by the other team, it's it's legal. If it's tipped by your own team, then it's not so. Although Statmuse has Baker in the blue jersey now. Interesting. Okay, All so right, we'll review the tape. Last year, it was showing he was targeted zero times with zero receptions, but it gives him 11 yards, according to pro football reference. So oh, he, he, did, he turned that into 11 yards? He turned nothing into 11 yards, according to this. Yeah, so not a reception, though, was the key. True. Pizza mm-hmm. guy almost helped you there. Close, but no Close. CR. It Close shows zero there. receptions. For 11 yards. How is that? Call, call Roger Goodell. Let's distract him. Chris, you uh, wouldn't have got Harrison Bryant anywho. Oh, man. What does the NFL have to say about this? NFL.com. You're not going to steer me wrong? I feel like they might. Once again, zero receptions for yeah. 11 yards. Wow. Case closed. We found so he got 11 anomaly. receiving yards mysteriously. He didn't catch a ball, but he got 11 receiving yards. That's right. No appeal process in Stump the Flog. I need an independent arbitrator right now. All right, we'll give you three business days. Nick, take us out. All righty. Thank you guys so much for watching the Big Play Reflog Show. Make sure everybody out there snag some Labatt this week. Also, pick up some new GV. Um, a lot of good stuff out there always. And, you know, Labatt will keep you hydrated this summer. Great combo to rock. Look at Dave. Got it up there. What flavor we got there, Dave? Look good. Well, I've been I've been made fun of. Um, this is a watermelon pilsner Nothing with the wrong golf with league. They they ripped on me for drinking flavored beer. They were drinking their their blue heavies. Half at least half of them are all drinking these now. They're game changer. Game changer. Game changer. It's and, August. You need something. Yeah, yeah. It's hot out there, and it's going to be hot through through September. So pick up a pick up a pack of those. Also, visit Shack News, the best video game reviews. You've heard us talk about them for years now. At this point, go check out ShackNews.com. Huge thanks to our Browns uh, training camp giveaway donor, and congrats yeah, to those Thank winners, you, Brett. Thanks. I'm waiting on my Ford Bronco and. Go check out TSC, some of the best merch out there, signed memorabilia, all that good stuff. We will see you guys next Monday. Peace.